Well, let me tell you a little something about me. When it's Saturday night, I need to blow off some steam. One, two, three, four! Well, good good uh, day, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ray Henry here. We're on Equipment Talk from uh, iRay. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, Mike for coming out here today. Mike, um, uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that are going on in the equipment world and uh, how the pace is changing in your world and what are some of the differences you're seeing in what you do? Um... Well, you're kind of putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is kind of a free open talk, so that's why what we're trying to do here is we're trying to educate people just a little bit on the changes that are happening in the equipment world of, that you use, of course, mm -hmm. and how you update your equipment and what are you seeing for the types of equipment that are available and, and, you know, and what is the uh, usability of that equipment and what makes you guys better than somebody else that's out there doing the same job. So let's start with... Um, what is different in your world from, let's say, five years ago? I would say economy, for sure. Um, the price of everything, you know, is going through the roof, like, you know, automotive, houses, you know, equipment. Fuel. Fuel, <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Um, I would say that's probably the biggest thing is, you know, in the uncertain economy. How is it for workers? I mean, are you getting, are you finding workers out there that want to work or? Um, the, thankfully the guys that we've got, we've been there, you know, they've been there with us for a long time. And, um, I only started maybe a year or so ago, but we've got guys that with have the company there. you're working with now. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, the guys that, you know, the foreman and everything are been there, you know, 12, 14, 15 years and, you know, they're very devoted, you know, they're seasoned. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so, so they know what they're doing. But now, uh, what now? Are you going to be seeing some of these guys retiring within the next, you know, let's say five years? Um, unlikely. Uh, just the age. You know, they're you know they're work, young enough. Yeah. Work, working class and wow. you know. So you're finding guys that are probably in their 30s and 40s that are working yet that are good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the okay. foremen especially. You know, well, what are, you, are um, they? Are they ex farmers or what are they? Um, no concrete workers. So I mean, yeah. no. I mean, where did let's say where did they originate from? I mean, did they come from farms or did they come from inner cities or did they come from that kind of a rural? Yeah, a rural, rural area. Yep, exactly. So they're hands on kind blue, of guys. Blue collar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> now, in your world, I mean, as as far as I know, you're in the concrete. Um, as far as what type of equipment are you using, and what are you seeing in the tools that you're getting, you know, to do the jobs are you that you're you know that you're doing now supply and demand is the big thing right now the lack of supply so know. are you having a hard time getting concrete no nope, or... nope. having a hard time getting parts uh trucks equipment okay. um so you know, we ordered a new crane truck uh a year ago okay. still isn't there all right what are they telling uh, you for kind of a leg time on something like that well it's uh you know from what i understand the truck is in maine now the crane portion is coming from italy oh, uh, yeah <laughs> um you know and then they'll get everything in the states assemble it and get it to us so you know we what, were what kind of i mean i'm not i'm just curious for myself but what size kind of a crane is that crane truck is that like a uh 50 ton 20 ton i'm 10 ton? not even positive to be honest okay. with you 
Okay. Um, it's more of a boom truck uh, that's used to move our forms around. Oh, okay, so it's kind of walls. a hook lift truck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And and so is it stationed right behind a cab or is it on the very back of the truck? It's on know? the very back of the truck. Okay, yep. so that'll swing in, in larger areas and stuff like that. Huh? Exactly. Cool. Yep. They use the flatbed portion for, you know, the forms because we do poured walls. Okay. And what size truck is that? Um, I want to say that we've got two different smaller ones or a smaller one and a medium. And then we got another bigger one coming, the one that we ordered. But uh, the smaller one is uh, 28 foot, I believe. The bigger one's 36 foot. Um, and then I think the new one's coming is 40. Okay, so she got some bigger trucks then. 40 yeah. feet's a pretty long truck, so right. it must have be a tandem axle anyways, right? Oh, then they add axles. Oh, and then they add axles. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys put a little weight to them. Are you guys hauling block too or no? Nope, nope, just forms. Wow, yep. okay. We well, got yep. some heavy forms there, don't you? Yep. Well, there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so are you still using the old steel ones? Are you using aluminum or? Aluminum. Aluminum forms. Yep. Yep. So you guys can grab them and their back still works afterwards, huh? Exactly, Okay, yeah. well, that's cool. So now let's say that um, the equipment that you're getting, is there more? Um, are you getting more remotes with it? Um, I mean, how are you seeing as far as the type of uh, equipment that you're getting in that's new? What kind of options are you really kind of grabbing to help you guys do a better job or be more efficient? Um, well, as far as equipment goes, you know, um, you know, basic hand tools, trowelers, soft cut saws, things like that. Um, even just finding a generator, you know, we had a couple generators go out and uh, that took out our supply at the shop. So trying to find, you know. What size generators are you guys utilizing there? Uh, 3,000s. Oh, 3,000 typically. watt, and they're getting tougher to find too? They are, yeah. Well, you know, you can yeah. get a link cord and put two 1500s together and it turns into 3,000. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> Never thought of that one, did you? Right, right. You could run two motors instead of one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But no, just, uh, you know, across the board, you know, we had a soft cut saw go down and, you know, we sent it in for repairs because we couldn't buy a new one. They're just not on the shelf. They're not even available. Right. Wow. Yeah. So you're seeing a lot of that stuff is not available. Exactly. I know forklifts and stuff like that, that, um, you know, even 2012 models and you get something in a, in a bigger than a 6,000 pound unit and they're running in the, like with, let's say 3,000 hours on it or up to 5,000 hours are running close to 90 grand now. It's insane. You know, we order them six months in advance. You know, we have a fleet of trucks and many crews out on the road. So then it's, uh, you know, you try and anticipate for next year. So you order them six months in advance and hope they get here in time. Now, are you running uh, any squirt boom type forklifts in you guys' op operations there? S say that again? Like a shooting boom forklift? Are you running any of those? In nope, nope, just Bobcats, uh, T450s, T66. Um, and then how do you uh, convey like um, your, your uh, you know, whatever you need or if it's block or if it's whatever up? Um, if you were going up a wall, how do you guys doing that? Are you guys using scaffolding? Um, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you're using scaffolding and then somebody else can, is, is booming it for you. Huh? Right. You know, the boom trucks will get it to where it needs to be, but yeah. then it's, you know. So are you guys doing more flat work? Or are you doing some walls and stuff like that? It's about 50, 50 poured okay. walls and flat work. Okay. Yep. So you, you, residential, commercial. So you don't, um, as far as what you see now and you're in the company there, you don't have any uh, autonomous uh, forklifts or nothing like that, or I mean skid loaders or nothing? Else. No, we don't. Yeah. Are you guys seeing that coming or or what's kind of the jargon on that? I haven't heard of anything, no. Um, you you know, know, Bobcat put one out. 
did they? Yeah, okay. they do have one that they put out, and um, it's electric. I shouldn't say it's a, totally autonomous or something like that, but it's electric. Okay. And uh, that one's came out, I, I, I guess it's kind of in its uh, prototype stage, you know what I mean? Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's electric. You charge it up when, uh, uh, you know, maybe halfway at lunch or something, charge it for half hour, 45 minutes, but they say it'll run about an eight-hour day. Okay. Okay. So. That's that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Everything's going that direction. You know, and, and even in a Bobcat, if they turn around and put, you know, they, what do they got? Um, Four-cylinder diesels, right? Right, yep. So if they put maybe a, a one-cylinder diesel running a generator or smaller two-cylinder diesel running a generator and then running electric, that might be, a you know, a lot easier on emissions as well. A, a hybrid version, exactly. Sure. Yeah. And maybe you should make a suggestion to them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can take it one step at a time. You don't have to move all the way there, right? Exactly, exactly. So again, now, um, what you're doing with uh, with the company, uh, are you guys, as far as the trucks that you're getting, are you guys looking at moving to electric trucks here down the road? Or, or what's your kind of a feel there? I know that uh, you're, you're the equipment manager, right? Right, shop okay. manager, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I, I have mixed feelings on that. You know, everybody wants to go electric, and I know a lot of major manufacturers want to go completely electric by like 2035. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of hurdles to overcome on that. Um, you know. Well, I heard that down in uh, you know down in your area in Becker, they're talking about that power plant. They're shutting her down. Yeah. I. I mean, what are you going to do then? What, I mean, what, you guys ain't going to have the power there. They're, they. I know they have Monticello has a nuclear one there, but that ain't going to manage more than it's doing right now. Right. No, that's, uh, well, there's a, yeah, you know, you, you talk about everybody wants to go electric and, you know, green and clean the air and everything else. But then on the other hand, you know, they sell us to uh, turn our AC up, you know, during the summer months because of the draw on the power grid. So what happens when all of a sudden you're Start plugging all in these things 35 in. million cars, you know? <laughs> well, I don't know if you have 35 million in, in Sherburn County, but, well, you, you know, just think about or, that. You know, yeah, right. but you think about that just in, in your county right? and on a lower scale. And, uh, you know, they say that if you're going to go solar, you would need 30,000 acres to run solar panels to run the county, you know, for, for Sherburn County. Right. That's How would that happen? Exactly. So, you know, I guess, you know, that them wanting to go electric, they're not really giving it enough time and thought in how they're going to do it. Well, and, you know, can the electric produce the power and the reliability and the longevity? You know, you mentioned that the Bobcat would run eight hours. Our guys are halfway through their day at eight hours. Oh, they put some time in, huh? <laughs> <You know? laughs> you guys are getting paid over KOK there then, right? So, And that's right, because, you know, that there's not as many workers out there that want to do the job. So you guys are pretty fortunate. Right. And yeah. I'm sure they're hard workers, too, because if they came from up in, in this neck of the woods up in Minnesota, you know, you, you got to learn to be a hard worker. Otherwise, you know, you might freeze to death. Right, right. Or, or, or if you're not working hard enough, you might not have a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's enough of them out there, too. Exactly. You know? But... Um, well, you know, we, uh, like I said, we, we're trying to figure out in the equipment world, you know, that the guys that are out, that are on the jobs, that are ordering the equipment and that are looking at moving forward with their business because, you know, we want to all keep our, keep in business, right? Right. And, you know, what is the government telling us we have to do or what the manufacturers or the power companies and all these people, what are they telling them that we have to do? And still they want us to provide for our families and 
cleaner air. Well, what good is clean air if you can't feed your family and go out and work because the stuff won't work for you? Exactly. So we got some controversy that we're going to have to help them figure out, I suppose. Huh? Well, <laughs> you know, and the right hand doesn't talk to the left. You know, the power company isn't going to talk to the automotive manufacturers. You know, it's everybody's going to take care of themselves, but it all has to coalesce somehow. Right, right. And it, it's coming down to that. Right. And that's why, you know, we're doing these podcasts uh, on a basically every week we've been doing podcasts just to kind of find out what the, you know, what is going on out there where, uh, you know, and just think about Minnesota, power, electric, you know, you've run electric tools out in the cold. Oh, yeah. How much longer do they run? Yeah, half as long. Half as long. Right. And because, you know, the bearings and the, and the, Oil on the you know on the bearings is 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 colder, so it's gonna it's gonna tighten up the tolerance, and mm -hmm. then it's gonna draw more juice just to run the way it does, right? Right. And uh, yeah, they got a tough one here, don't they? I just saw a YouTube clip on uh, the electric Ford, and oh. you know it showed uh, I forget the exact numbers, but it was you know say 170 miles towing this X you know vehicle weight and everything else in this trailer. Versus, 170 miles versus a gas engine, which you know it can go up 350 but on a tank. On a tank, right? But then all of a sudden they you know get a little wind and everything in their face, and all of a sudden he's having to recharge at 98 miles. Yeah, that's a tough nut to crack, isn't it? You're not going to be going too far with that truck. Exactly. You know? And 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 a working man's going to have to get in that truck and and work, right? And then sit and wait to recharge versus you know, pulling up to the pump. But. Yeah. So that means that, you know, that if you are doing a job, you're going to put hours and then weeks and then months onto that job because you cannot be there to do it. Your, your downtime. Yeah. You know, your recharge times. Your yeah. I just seen a company out in Wisconsin, uh, Michaels. They just showed on, uh, I seen it on a, um, I think it was LinkedIn that uh, they just bought and they got lightning truck, electric one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm gonna, it's kind of funny because I, I do know the equipment manager there. So I think that I'm going to reach out to him and just kind of get a pulse on it, uh, what he feels is going to happen with what is going on in the industry. Well, and we don't have the infrastructure either. You know, the charging stations, yeah. they're going to have to be everywhere, you know. So I just ran back and forth from here to Becker a few times, bringing equipment over here. And I wouldn't have been able to, you know. With electric? You know, with an electric. You, know? you would have ran over your um, your 175 miles, is what you're saying? Or the, the 98 miles. <laughs> or the 98 yeah. miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know, that's crazy, isn't it? It is. So There's a lot of hurdles to, you know. Overcome. Mm -hmm. So what do you see in the next five years with what you're doing? I mean, as far as, you know, you know, you, you watch things that are going on, and you just talked about, you know, the – the power and what they're trying to do in Becker a little bit. And uh, I know that they tried to go with natural gas to do it cleaner. So it's alternative fuel, right? Sure. And then I know that uh, they were talking about uh, the alternative fuel uh, coming into Becker for, for natural gas, but then they're afraid about, you know, the protesters about piping gas through properties and having a leak or something. So, I mean, you're never going to make everybody happy. You can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so long as mom is happy, everybody's happy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so again, in the event that let's say that they're going to shut that power plant down in five years, mm -hmm. what would you see in your business if you had to go all electric or, you know, maybe not so much electric because, you know, you're not going to find the guys after a while either. Your guys are probably good for another 10 years, huh? I would think so, at least, yeah. 
So at least we know 10 years that you're going to be in good shape. Right. Um, you know, but it doesn't mean that somebody else couldn't come into play and, and, and help out or, or maybe autonomous. Some of these things that you're doing could change to, uh, you know, to a robotic to do it instead of maybe a, a person. Right. Right. There's always that possibility. But when you start dealing with manual labor, you know, the robot can't see a situation and, you know, comprehend or understand what's going on and make a change or, you know, anticipate what's going to happen if you do this wrong. So would give me an example where let's say that if we had a autonomous there and somebody, uh, you know, that, that wasn't a, a again, it's a human being, right. Mm -hmm. And we're, we make errors probably more than, than something autonomous because you program it in, it's going to do the same thing each time. Right. Sure. Uh, so, what would be an example that you'd give me that let's say that in your business that a human would be able to take care of that situation where autonomous probably would just um, blink out and say, I can't do this. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is just conditions, um, soil conditions, you know, wet, rainy, slippery, uh, you know, ground sinking, you know, it's not going to be able to determine that, Hey, maybe this, uh, we got to you know, put some footings in over here or build this up over here because, you know, of the conditions. Okay. So versus the robots just, you know, programmed to do one thing. But if some, one of those variables change, then the outcome is different. Right, right, right. No, I get that. I mean, all, all you'd have is they're turning around and putting that uh, wall up or that floor in and the ground collapses next to it where you guys are shored up right away or something and because of rain or whatever, right? Sure. Because you've been to job sites where you come in and, and, you know, and there goes the side wall because it yeah. rained like it never would have before, right? Right, sure. And there's no seeing that or knowing that. And you know, then, so what happens? A, a human, you know, steps on the soil and, okay, we're sinking. There's a problem here. You know, we got to change our plan. The robot isn't going to know that. Yeah, because I had one time that, um, you know, that we were building a new structure and they had a block wall that was put up and the backfilling, the guy was backfilling it and somehow he got close enough to the, and it pushed the wall in. Oh. Hmm. So in that incident, that was a tough one to call because sure. it, it had to get dug all back out. Sure. And I had like three different alternatives where I could put anchors in it, where I could pull it out and, or I could take the wall and lift the, the, the structures above it and take that wall completely out. Mm -hmm. Or I could take and go in the inside and take two by 12s and put them against the wall and two by 10s on the inside and have them as kickers and pound them down and it kicked the wall right out. Okay. That's the way we went. Exactly. So, so we had some things, but we had to think hard and fast because that wall was going <laughs> to collapse, and you know? If the robot wasn't programmed to figure that out. It's not going to happen. Right. You know? <laughs> well, that's great. Well, um, so is there anything that uh, you'd like to share with our podcast uh, audience as far as um, what you do in your job that uh, makes it unique for you being in that company? I enjoy the variety. Nothing, nothing's ever the same. You know, one day I might be uh, taking care of uh, auction items. Next day I might be running a bobcat. Next day I'm, you know, placing orders or cleaning the shop, doing maintenance. I, I just like the variety. Cool. Yeah. So um, in, in, in your eyes, you know, just like, you know, you bring some stuff to iRay Auctions, right? Mm -hmm. Or to auction. Yeah. Um, what, what makes it, uh, I guess, what makes that your choice versus taking it out and advertising yourself and selling it yourself all the time? Um. Honestly, I, I have, you know, sold a few things on my own, but sure. a lot of times it's uh, you get so many spam calls and people trying to, you know, 
I'm going to send you a, a Google code to verify that this posting is real. That was one that happened a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well, that just seems odd. So then I do a Google search. And why are they doing that? Well, once you once you respond to their verification code, then they have access to your phone and they have oh, your number and they can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Versus if I, you know, fill it out, take the pictures, give you the description, drop off the equipment. So now let me ask you this now. You're, you're, so that makes it a lot easier for you, right? Oh, absolutely. What do you, I mean, you're just talking about filling it out and the pictures and everything else. Uh, how easy is that system to work with, with ours, you know, that we have for you that we've actually developed ourselves as far as through Brad's software? And, um, and you have the option of just bringing it in here mm -hmm. or using the system right online, right? Yep. How, how does that work for you? And how do you, I mean, I do it all from my phone. It's so simple. I honestly just, you know, there's a little bit of learning, you know, just as far curve, as how right? the learning curve, how the system works. But, uh, you know, I've listed quite a few items now and, you know, I dropped off trailers and trucks and everything today. And, you know, I did it all from my phone in an afternoon. Yeah. And, you know, they had it all loaded up. I mean, brought it up because they seen that you did that because you 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 went to contact us on right on the website. Mm -hmm. So you go into fleet management and then just load the items up. Yep. And give you the description, you know, all the bullet points are there, year, make, model, mileage, tire depth, you know, everything, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fill in the blanks, take your pictures. And then, you know, that's where, that's where you come in. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you don't even have to bring it here, right? No, you don't. Yeah. The last, uh, last auction, most of the stuff we just kept at the shop and, you know, people came to pick it up there. Yeah. And they come with their paid receipt and you know, that's good and everything else. And if you've got a question, you just text us or whatever. So if it's right. between your day, you don't have to sit there and call and wait for an answer or anything like that. Right. right. And, uh, and it works out for you. Well, huh? Well, and you gave me your cell, which, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I aim to please make right. sure that everybody's taken care of, but no, you do a real good job at that. Well, you know. I'm going to tell you what, uh, if everybody loaded photos the way you do and everything else, uh, we would have a really easy in this job. <laughs> Well, Mike, again, I want to thank you for coming out to IRA and, and uh, doing this podcast with us. And, uh, you know, we do have another auction coming up. We got a JME auction that's actually going to be the next auction we're doing. It's going to be this next uh, week, uh, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a truck repair shop auction that we're going to be selling off uh, all of theirs because what they're doing is they sold off their uh, mixer trucks and then also their roll-off business. And then now it's going to be all their repair shop. So they used to repair all their trucks and everything else and did a fine job. So many new things that are on there. It's unreal as far as parts and, and tools and everything else. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be this next week. And then our next auction is coming up after that is going to be the August 10th. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're bringing in for, right? Yep. So you're ahead of the curve so we can get a little more marketing out for you and everything right. that way. Right. And, uh, you know, we do want to thank you for, um, you know, just not only coming in doing the podcast, but uh, also be for being a, uh, you know, loyal uh, IRA customer. Well, you, you make it easy to be a loyal customer. You know, it, it's this day and age, customer service is hard to come by, and you guys do an outstanding job at that. No. Thank you. Yeah. And again, uh, my name is Ray Henry here from IRA Companies. And Mike, thank you very much for coming out here today. My pleasure. We, uh, we want to thank everybody for watching the uh, podcast. And again, this is Equipment Talk from IRA. Thank you.